Hey guys, what's up? It's Corey from Lean Green Dad. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we're talking about something a little controversial, and that's the flu shot. It's the winter season, and it's oftentimes that big question that we have to ask ourselves. Should I get it? Should I not get it? If I have an old person in the family, is it going to affect them if I don't? All of these questions and more are going to be answered by a medical professional, Dr. Alona Poulde. She is an award-winning author. She's been a huge fan of um, the Whole Foods plant-based diet, and she currently is on staff with Whole Foods in addition to her private practice, and she's going to give us some great information. So let's dive into it. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Lane Green Dad Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Lane Green Dad Radio. From sunny Orlando, Florida, this is Lean Green Dad Radio, the podcast that provides fuel for families. And now, here's your host, Corey Warren. Hey, everybody. What's going on? And welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio. We are proudly brought to you by the Parents on Demand Network, which is an app of a ton of great parental podcasts. So make sure you get out there and check them out, parentsondemand.com. Also, make sure to subscribe and review us in the iTunes store if you can. That means so much to me, and it keeps the show going strong. Um, I also wanted to mention one of our quick sponsors. Guys, today's show is brought to you by Clean Green Protein. Guys, I got to tell you, as an athlete, I've used almost every plant-based protein out there, and this protein is the king of all plant-based protein powders. But the best thing about it is my kids love it. It's made by my friends from Clean Machine, and they just got the taste right, guys. It tastes like an awesome vanilla chai. That is the flavor, and that's exactly what it tastes like. I'm not joking. There's no grainy dirt feeling or any kind of weirdness to it. It's just awesome. It's green, uh, which can be the thing that people are like, ooh, I'm kind of scared. But I'm telling you, once you drink it, even once you smell it, you're going to be like, oh yeah, this is it. It's got digestive enzymes in it and branched chain amino acids, so you can actually take less protein powder and still get all of its crazy benefits. But it's not just for protein, folks. Um, you know, there's some some folks that made it. I went to the plant, okay, the the actual aqua farm where they grow the water lentils that make the product that is, you know, inside of it called lentine. It's the main ingredient and uh, it's incredible. So just make sure that you check out the shop tab on leangreendad.com. That's where you can find it. And you want to use the code leangreen20 at checkout. That'll give you 20% off. Uh, you can only get that on this podcast. So um, go check it out. Again, uh, clean green protein is where it's at, guys. All right, so if it's your first time listening to us, then thank you. Welcome. Thanks for spending some time with me. My name is Corey. I am a husband, I'm a father, and I'm a plant-based parent. That's what I am. Each week, I get to talk to some of the most inspiring folks that I can find to help keep me motivated to stay fit, eat healthy, and really get the most out of life as a busy parent. Because I'm sure just like you, you know, finding time to work out and eat healthy and spend quality time together as a family, it can really be hard when we overschedule ourselves. So... My hope is that by me getting a chance to talk to some of these awesome folks that you can get some gold nuggets of information to keep you and your family going strong. Now today, we have an expert of experts. I love this woman. Her name is Dr. Alona Poulde. She has been on the show uh, several months ago, but I wanted to bring her back because you know, there's so much confusion around the flu shot and it is the winter season right now, but this, you know, this is applicable throughout the entire first part of the year. Uh, there's just these months and months where people say, oh man, it's that time of year or, oh, it's, uh, you know, 
I don't know, wash your hands or something like that. You know, whatever. Kids are coming home from school and everybody's sick. And what can you do? You know, what are you supposed to do? Are you supposed to get a flu shot? Um, are you supposed to change the way you eat? What, what can you do? Um, what if you have an older person in your family that is, you know, uh, has an, a compromised immune system or like my wife who has ulcerative colitis? What, what do you do? So I asked all of these questions to Dr. Day, and her answers were wonderful. It's a wonderfully inclusive interview. Um, and I think that you're going to really enjoy it. So let's get into it. It's my discussion about the flu shot with Dr. Alona Pulde. Here we go. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. And we have a return guest today, and I'm so honored to have her, Dr. Alona Pulde. Thank you so much for being here with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Now, it is at the time of recording this, it is the holiday season. We can go ahead and call that winter, which lasts several months. And, you know, people people are getting sick. You know, you hear people say things like, oh, it's that time of year or it's going around, right? But right. it doesn't have to be. If you're doing the right things, I'm not saying you can be impervious to illness, but there's some things that you can do in your life to set you up for success, right? So. I think before we get into talking about the actual flu shot, can we talk about some things that people can be doing to set themselves up for success without even talking about vaccines at all in the first place? Sure. So I think um, you're absolutely right. It is winter and you know people are, are prone to colds and, and viruses and coughs and sneezes and sore throats. And especially when you have little ones um, and they're in school and they bring home all these goodies for you to pass on to each other. Um, so I think there's, you know, there's external and there's internal hygiene. And external hygiene is being really um, mindful of hand washing, being mindful of when you have coughs and, and cold, you know, to, to cover coughs, to cover sneezes, to not necessarily share glasses if you, you know, you're, um, you know, you, you do have a cold or not feeling well, um, and utensils and stuff like that. So, so there's the, the, that external like hygiene mindfulness, and then there's internal and what you can do to increase and improve your immune system. And part of that is, eating really healthy, good, nutritious foods. You know, so the more that you can get in high water content foods, foods that are full of the, the natural vitamins and minerals and phytochemicals and antioxidants and things that are gonna build up your immune system, the more that your body will be able to naturally defend against the viruses that are inevitably gonna be present, yeah. especially during winter time. And there's, there's viral and then there's bacterial, right? Like if someone says, Oh, it's viral. You need to just go home and sleep it off. Like, it, right. is that is that is that true? Uh, you know, and folks, just so you know, like, Dr. Pulde has the Eastern and the Western medicine background. Like, she's fully, you know, uh, beyond certified in both. So when I ask these questions, I I just want you all to know that this is not just an Eastern medicine doctor or not just a Western medicine doctor. She's been through both schools. Uh, folks, and she knows what she's talking about. I, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know that, but I just want to put that disclaimer out there, okay? Um, so what was I what, what was I asking before I went into that? Because I went so into So viruses and bacteria. Oh, right, right, right. Um, 
Right. And you can get both. And um, we get that a lot in the winter where people come in with coughs and sneezes and, and sore throats and want antibiotics, for example. And antibiotics are specific for bacterial infections and they won't help with viruses. And most of these viruses, even bacteria, are um, um, they're self-contained. Like they will take care of themselves. The body will be able to get over it on on its own. Um, most colds that we see, especially you know even during wintertime, are, are viral. And what usually the response is is exactly that. It's rest and recuperation, lots of hydration, um, eating healthy, sleeping well, um, and letting the body have an opportunity to recover. Are, are there things that you should do when you have a cold that, uh, you know, I've seen folks like get like a jug of orange juice, like from the grocery store. I think they think that they're getting more vitamin C that way, which they're actually getting like just tons of sugar, just tons and tons <laughs> of sugar. But, um, you know, are there things that you can do? Should you be, you know, I, I'm asking you this not as lean green dot. Okay. I'm asking you this as the general public, but like, should you be vegetable juicing? Should you be just straight up eating the food that you find at the farmer's market? Should you really, is there anything that needs to change if you are eating a healthy whole food plant-based diet in the first place and you happen to get sick? I don't think so. I think, you know, you listen to your body. Sometimes when you're sick, you're more, um, uh, you crave more the high, high, like the fruits and vegetables, which have a high water content. You don't really want to get bogged down with more of the um, heavier foods. And so you can listen to your body in that way. But I mean, whether you're, what you don't want to do is what you said is get a jug of orange juice. That's mostly sugar. That's not going to be doing your body any, but you know, any good. But if you're looking at, you know, the same philosophy of whole plant-based foods, you're getting what you need. And if you just listen to your body and follow those cravings, whatever they are, whether they're, you know, higher in the fruit and vegetable content at that moment or you know you do crave the heartier like warmer soups to soothe a sore throat um you that's the way that i would go awesome all right it's about that time we're gonna start talking about the flu <laughs> shot now folks uh we both you know dr Pulley and i both do not want to alienate anyone that decides that the flu shot is for them okay and if you do choose that the flu shot is for you i want you to know that you're not a bad person and you're probably not going to die okay but it is very important that you get all of the information i feel that there's a lot of discussion going on always this time of year about should i get it shouldn't i get it and um i'm going to be asking some of those generic questions that people have because I have it even in my own family my wife we are a mostly whole food plant-based family we go we, we enjoy some vegan junk food every now and then but we have a very old 94 year old grandma in our family we have a two-year-old baby in our family big boy you know and then we have our normal kids who were just kind of like ooh, uh, we want to protect them right I think the first place I'd like to start, and my first question is, if you get a flu shot, does it cover you from ever getting any type of quote-unquote flu? 
Right. And that's that's a tricky part, right? Because the quote unquote flu, so many viral illnesses, especially around flu season, are mistakenly um, thought to be the flu. But influenza, it's one very specific virus among many that you're going to see over the winter season. Um, and the answer to your question is, it can protect you, but it won't necessarily protect you, right? So how the vaccine works is that the vaccine is created before the actual flu season hits. And what it's based on is previous strains of flu virus. And so they try and anticipate what might be hitting us this year, but it, they don't always get it right or even get it close. And so the effect, the effectiveness of the vi the vaccine will first and foremost depend on how close it is to the actual strains that we see, um, and even then, it it can be, you know, between forty to sixty percent effective. And I think where that gets even more differentiated is that you know who is it effective for. And the idea is that most healthy people, even if they get the flu, are going to be able to get over it and be just fine, right? And it's not going to lead to the complications that we hear about or the concerns of hospitalizations or pneumonias and, and things like that. So most of the people who, who will get the flu um, will get over it just fine. And then there are the elderly or the immune compromised, those people that you worry and might even say that you know, maybe they could benefit from a flu vaccine. Um, studies have shown that it's not as effective, especially in the elderly, um, the, the population that we, we most worry about protecting against the flu because they're more prone to getting the serious complications. Mm. Okay, so with, within that elderly side of things, my wife has ulcerative colitis, which is an immune disorder. She will be mm -hmm. living with it for her entire life. We have finally gotten it under control uh, with a great Western doctor and uh, the way that we live our lives. And, you know, she, you go in, as you know, you go with flares. You know, there's an up and down to this. And right. hers, is, she goes into a flare after pregnancy. And, you know, we had our first child. Uh, we adopted our second awesome little dude. And then our third child, we were given the clearance to have again. And she got mastitis and it just sent her into a tizzy, had to take antibiotics, killed her gut flora. And then ulcerative colitis, you know, had the perfect breeding ground to thrive again. But now we're, we're good. We're under control. She's finally back to good. Her weight's back. She's feeling great. But that being said, you know, there's some fear there. Like when you've been that sick, I mean, it was two years that she was, you know, not incapacitated, but I mean, just totally in excruciating pain. And, uh, you know, I, I blame that on our doctor before we switched. Um, but uh, there's some fear there. So so how how can you speak to those kind of folks that have that fear of like, well, if I don't get this, I could possibly get another flare happen. And like, it's just not worth the risk for me. I've got to take this shot. Right. And I think, you know, that's the risk benefit ratio that every individual kind of has to weigh out and decide for themselves. And um because the vaccine itself is not necessarily benign, right, and won't necessarily be protective. So, um, you know, the vaccine comes in a number of forms. And one is um, where you have the killed vaccine, one where you have like live attenuated vaccine. Um, 
in getting the shot, you know, there are, um, there are some risks and side effects. There could be infections in the site, the site, um, the injection site, there could be allergic reactions. There could be, um, you know, some fever or fatigue or, um, you know, people react in, in different ways. And for some people, um, you know, there's thimerosal, which is um, mercury that's in especially the multi-dose uh, vials of the flu. And people can react in different ways. Um, and that in and of itself can incite a flare, right? So it really depends on, for me, I always like to think of how can I optimize myself first and foremost, and then what artificially do I need to add to that, if anything, you know, whether that's supplements or vaccines or, um, and, um, so how do I protect myself in the most natural way first and foremost? Um, and that to me puts the risk benefit ratio, um, in a slightly different perspective, you know, where if I can optimize my own health, my guess is that my risk is going to be higher with a vaccine than without, or, or I won't even see it, the benefit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I totally know what you mean. I mean, it, it makes total sense. Um, let's talk, let's talk about some of those risks a little bit more. So, um, I personally have not gotten the flu vaccine and I, I don't think I will, um, but l let's talk about the risks, and then we're going to talk about my family dynamic. Um, my son, daughter, and my wife all got it, mm -hmm. and um, I don't. I don't talk about it too much. I don't want it to be something that is upsetting, you know, to my wife. But she still respects it's. It's my decision, you know. Right. And so, um, but I don't want to put my family at risk and I don't, I don't think I am by making that decision. But before we talk about that, I want to talk about those risks a little more specifically. So Roger had the shot in his left arm and within a few days there were raised bumps all over the, the site. I mean, we're talking all over in a massive circle and he's already got sensitive skin. We knew that from the day he was born. He's never had dairy. He's been vegan since day one. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, is that what you're talking about? Like that could turn into an infection, especially if a kid has it and they're scratching it with their nails, um, stuff like that. And, you know, that allergic reaction, is that just part of it? Is it just like, well, you know, that's a minor side effect. I mean, or are these things that we really need to, like take a second look at. Well, again, and that's every individual's risk and benefit ratio, right? And so for some people, that type of allergic reaction um, could be a moderate reaction. You know, some people will have even more severe reactions. Some people, they, um, you know, there are egg um, eggs, for example, in the vaccination, some people have very severe allergies to that. And so it may result in even more um, serious consideration or nullify the, the option of, of uh, the vaccine. And so, yes, absolutely. You know, um, a, a child who has an allergic reaction or who scratches that site, it could get infected. Could that child have gone through the entire winter and never had the flu, very possible, probable even, you know what I, and so, so 
now getting the vaccine, getting an allergic reaction, getting a potential infection and going down that path, you know, is that likely to probably for most people not, but for the person, you know, for your son, it was a reality and it could have gone down, you know, one, one path that would have been even more unpleasant and, and, and that's the reality, right? So, so you also, that's the other thing that I like that I think about and it's hard, it's hard to make that decision of what's the probability of something happening and what's the reality of something happening, you know, and the probability of actually getting the flu, um, and, and for it to be something that, um, seriously puts you out or that you get any complications from is not highly likely in a very healthy population. Hmm. Um, the possibility of having issues with the flu shot you know, that that's also a possibility and a probability in people's lives. And so again, it's, it really, it, it depends. It depends on, um, I think peace of mind also plays a factor in it, you know, and it might be, I don't, I, you know, I, I hear your wife and what she's balancing as she's making the decision. And part of it is also, you know, am I going to be so stressed out? I'm living with grandma or I'm living with my baby, you know, and I'm going to be so stressed out that they might get sick because of me. Where does that path lead me down to, you know? Yeah. And then just for peace of mind, you know, so I think when people are making decisions, it's a little, it's not black and white. There's a lot of gray. And for everybody in their individual families, that will look different. I think for me, the most important thing is that people are making an informed decision, that people understand that getting the flu shot does not guarantee that you will not get the flu. Um, you know, uh, and, and it, um, one, it doesn't guarantee that you won't get the flu. And two, you know, some people, it's kind of ironic, but some people get the flu shot and then in the time that it takes to work actually end up with the flu. Oh. Um, or, you know, they have the they have the dead virus, the killed vaccine, but they also have the live attenuated one, which some people choose because it uh, doesn't have the thimerosal or the mercury. But that live attenuated could protect you, but that virus can shed and you can pass that on to everybody else in your family. So you might be okay, but everybody else in your family is suffering from the flu. So again, just a, a lot of different um, um, considerations. And yeah, can you can you be a carrier and not have any symptoms? Like, I guess can you can you have the flu without having the fever and everything else? Without, I'm not talking about getting the shot. Like. Can you be a carrier and give it to someone else and not have well, any symptoms? Right. And I don't know if you, I, I think there's, you know, just like any virus, you can carry the virus and some people have a very mild, you know, uh, insignificant symptoms and then they can give it to somebody who will have significantly more severe symptoms. Hmm. Makes sense. It makes sense. Um, now, there were different types of shots and that, you're like blowing my mind here with that. You're telling me there's one with mercury, one without mercury, there's one with a live virus, there's one with a dead virus, and is there one with both alive and a dead? Like how many different shots are there? Because I don't think people even know to ask that info. Right. So um, the two that I know of are there's a killed 
there's actual killed vaccine and that's comes in the um, injection form and it can be a multi-dose or single-dose injection when it's multi-dose is where it usually has the thimerosal um, and that's I think uh, used um, just to, to protect the multi-doses um, and then the single dose does not have that um, and then there's the live attenuated virus which is a nasal spray what does attenuated mean so it's not exactly the live virus but it's not um it's it's um they take a a live virus and they change it a little bit so it's uh you're getting a very small dose so it's not going to necessarily give you the flu for example so it's not dead but it's not alive it's not fully live either. so it's a zombie it's a zombie. <laughs> it's a you. You're snorting zombies. Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay. And so there's two now, but within that, the killed virus, there's the multi dose and the single. So really, you've got three options when you go to the doctor, right? Right. Okay. And the single dose is mercury free. A single dose is mercury free, but they all have eggs in them. You know, I don't know if they. I don't know about the live attenuated one. Okay. Yeah, I would not want to sniff eggs. That would not. <laughs> that would not be good. Okay, cool. Um, and you know, you do not have to answer this, but I'm assuming that your family is against getting the flu shot. You personally make that choice for you and your kids to not get the flu shot. Would that be a proper assumption? Right. I I have not chosen to get the flu shot yet. Okay. And what we try and do in my family is really again you know, optimize all of the other avenues that we have, whether it's hand washing, um, eating really healthy, covering coughs. And, you know, I mean, I have two girls in preschool, so we have things in this house that, you know, <laughs> go from October to March, there's yeah. colds coming in and out. Um, but knock wood, I haven't seen the flu yet. Nice, nice. Well, I cannot thank you enough again for coming on. I know you're a busy woman and uh, you did not know that you would be joining me on video today. So again, thank you for being a good sport for that. You look radiant as always because of how you live your life. And um, you know, tell tell Matt I said thank you as well too because I know that I have to borrow you away for, for 20, 30 minutes. So thank you. Oh, I so appreciate it. Thank you very much. Hey guys, what's up? It's Corey back in the studio. Thank you so much for making it through another episode of Lean Green Dad Radio. But hey, don't let your experience end here. Visit us online at leangreendad.com. You can find some pretty cool plant-based recipes you can make in a jiffy for you and your family. And then we've also got a Facebook, a Pinterest, Twitter, Instagram. We've got it all for you. So uh, we'd love to have you join us over there. And until next time, everyone, this is Corey saying keep going that extra mile for your family. See ya.